don't even got a proper intro, man. It's it's 2022. Your boys is back. A lot of football has happened since the last time. I think it's been about what, two weeks. We gonna have two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two. Weeks. We've been on a little bye week, man. You know, we we was on the first round of the playoffs, man. We about to get we about to get into it, man. We a little rusty, but man. It's your boys uh, under barbershop mentality. We, we might know what we're talking about. I could be saying the title wrong again. Uh, you know, it's all good. Birdman Winfield is just going to crack the whip on us again. Um, it's your man, Julius Rock here with your man, my main man. P, how you doing this year? New year. Hey, man. New year. You know, another year for me to reject West Coast music. So I'm feeling very <laughs> lovely. Um, uh, I There was a fleeting moment in my life where I thought I'd give West Coast music a chance and I, I snapped back to reality. But uh, I'm blessed, man. How's your new year? Oh, man. Good, man. Good, good. I mean, just just get this started, man. But, you know, West Coast Pac-10 football, look kind of shaky this season in bowl season. Look kind of shaky. I don't think Pac- the Pac-10 won a game yet. Um, I don't think the Pac-10 won a game. Let's run through real quick. Let me see. Let me see. I can do this real quick. I don't think the Pac-10 won a game. Uh, have they played a game? I ASU played, but I know UCLA canceled. Yeah. Oregon lost. Oregon got blew out the fucking paint. The pet. Oh, I got the bow. I got the bow tallies right here. Bow tallies right here. You know what? We'll get, let, let let's start it off recording. Then we'll get we'll swing back to these bow tallies, all right? Um, you know we got to do this correctly, man. Black QB of the week. Um, I'll go first. I normally don't do this with ops, okay? I am a notorious person that when I have ops, I pray for their downfall, and I want nothing good to happen to them, and I'm consistent with that, all right? But I have to make an exception for this one. Um, I think his name to carry on Joiner. South right. Carolina. Um, I remember. I think he used to play for North Charleston. He played, I think he played for Fort Dorchester. I know. He, I know he was a shrine. But I know he was a big deal at quarterback back then, probably about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And he went to University of South Carolina with Will Muschamp. And I, and, you know, I was thinking, you know, why did he play my quarterback? You know, he was all, you know, all state. You know, he kind of that guy. They threw him at wide receiver. And, you know, even though I had I had beef with him, he said, I'll never lose to Clemson. And he lost to Clemson four years in a row. That's what you hear there. But um, my man went out there in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And, you know, shouts out to Shane Beamer, man. Shane Beamer, you know, he did what nobody thought he could do. And he won seven games. I, I have a back of my mind, I thought six. But my man went out there and won seven games, man. Let me, let me go pull. Mr. Joyner's stats up, man. Mr. Joyner went out there against a North Carolina team that's soft. And he went out there and he had he was nine for nine, 160, one touchdown. All right. So I think I think that's the highest, the highest completion percentage, the highest QBR. My man went out there and handled business in addition to 10 rushes and 64 yards. The carry on, I mean, uh, the carry-on Joner is my black QB of the week. I appreciate that. I, I don't know if the listeners really understand how difficult that was for you to, to, to do that. So Very. I appreciate that. Carry-on Joner balled out. Um, he's going to be a part of my hot take here in a little bit. But okay. uh, my black QB of the week, um, 
I got to do this, man, because this this man is receiving a lot of hate. He's okay. not getting his just due. He is okay. not getting credit for for steering this the the ship in the direction of the playoffs. This is an NFL quarterback. I believe I've given it to him before under the same premise that he's just being highly disrespected among these NFL ranks. That is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen yes. Hurts. Yes. Do y'all understand? Jalen Hurts has the the Philadelphia Eagles in second place in the NFC East and fighting for a wild card spot. Um, no one believed with the first year head coach. No one believed, right? This is this is Sirianni's first year, right? This is the Eagles mm-hmm. coach first year. Uh, no one believed that this would be a situation that Jalen Hurts would be succeeding in. Everyone thought that the Eagles would potentially be looking to draft the quarterback in this year's class and that Jalen Hurts was just kind of like, eh. But Jalen Hurts is, he's not only fighting for his lives, he is lifting the Philadelphia Eagles franchise into playoff territory. And the, the idea that this man still has a question mark beside his name as to whether he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles moving forward. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me because Zach Wilson absolutely fucking sucks and nobody is challenging whether he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Jets. He absolutely is the most terrible thing to grace the football field this season at the quarterback position. I might be over-exaggerating that, but I don't think I am. I might be right. He might be the worst quarterback to touch the football field this season. Uh, and and I don't hear calls for his job. I hear excuses. Can I, can I also throw this? Jalen Hurts won five out of six last. The Eagles won five out of the last six games. Five out of the last six games, three-game winning streak, has the Eagles in second place in the NFC East. Yep. And, you know, he's going to take care of business against Washington this week. I think so. Um, that Dallas one will get kind of tricky, but I don't know if Dallas will play their starter. So I we'll, – we'll get into playoff prediction, playoff pushes in a second. Um. Uh, Jalen Hurts to carry on Jonah, man. I, 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 I agree with you. I think Jalen Hurts is, you know, I, I'm going to get to that in a second. When we do playoffs, we, we'll touch that. Um, Let's talk about bowl games, man. Um, Aside of our own personal teams, did any bowl game, any team kind of stuck out to you besides our personal teams in the college football playoffs? You know, I'm going to take it there. I'm going to do the overarching uh, – we we talk about it in the, in the group chat a lot, man. Okay. Um, these football teams, right? These football teams, they got at least sixty to eighty scholarship players on the mm-hmm. roster, right? At least mm-hmm. sixty to eighty. You know, I don't really know everyone's everyone's situation is different. You know, some mm-hmm. schools use all of them, some schools don't use all of them. They tuck some mm-hmm. to the side. They like to keep a little extra. Uh, you know, bless some of the walk-ons here. And there. But realistically, there's about sixty kids on scholarship. Mm-hmm. Maybe about you know a handful of walk-ons. Programs carry anywhere between eighty to hundred football players and maybe maybe a fraction of those don't travel you know maybe like 10 15 20 don't travel because you know eligibility or you know they're just not part of the travel team that we disciplinary reasons whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. um some of these cancellations are real i have some insider knowledge on some of these schools some of these cancellations for these schools is real some of these cancellations is is uh schools ducking fades Fugazi. Some of these, some of these cancellations are coaching staffs that have lost all fucking control of their students. 
their student athletes and their student athletes are rebelling and saying, yo, fuck that. I'm not talking about none of what you're talking about. Put me in a transfer portal. I'm out of here. See you later. Um, Some of these are crazy outbreaks, but um, that's, that's really been my surprise, man, is the the cancellations. I don't, I don't remember the cancellations hitting this hard during the season. Last year. I mean, no, 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 no. They're not counting on games during the season. Last year, bowl games were just as bad as this. Right, and... Last year, bowl games probably were just as bad as this because it was further out. Because I think a lot of teams opted out earlier. This one's bad because they're going, they're waiting like days, a day before. Schools are in the hotel. They're they're in warm-ups. They're going through walkthrough in the conference rooms and the hotels and like, yo, yo, no game. And... You know, I don't like the way that feels, um, especially for the, especially for the kids who opted to play when they could have opted out because they wanted that extra final game or they wanted that film or the, you know, um, I thought I thought that this was about the money. I thought that we were some money. I thought we were some bag chasers. You know, I thought that by any means necessary, we would be doing everything to get these games off. You know, a couple cancellations here, a couple cancellations there. Um, cool, but what I think, I think, you know, well, Hawaii canceled, UCLA canceled. Uh, shoot. It's gotta be. It's gotta be another one. I, I, well, this is the. This is what I think. Um, I, I've just been look. I, you know, I've been looking at this totality. I think that with COVID, COVID has changed the minds of the young players. Right, opt outs already were a thing. You feel me? So, like, we're going from opt outs to, well. These motherfuckers really, you know. I mean, now the transfer portal is transfer portal is like loose. Now you got coaches bailing on bowl games. You know what I mean? So I, I think you know everybody's kind of student athlete wise are kind of fed up. So, um, to me, I, I am a, I don't, I don't not mind the transfer portal. I think if a coach can bail and not coach the game then a damn kid can leave anytime they want. Fair is fair. I, I'm not too crazy over, are you left your team hanging? Or like, like, I saw a lot of people going at Kenny Pickett because he opted out and Pitt lost the game. Fuck. Okay. Figure it the fuck out, Pitt. Figure mm-hmm. it the fuck out. He, uh, the, 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 the backup quarterback went and broke scored a touchdown and separated his goddamn shoulder. That was Kenny fucking Pickett. And he died on the damn hill. All he's doing is making a bunch of old heads feel good that never played football. Like whatever, but I think what I what it, I think the NCAA needs to have make a decision about about this bowl games, the whole thing. You have to explain expand the playoffs. Like you have no choice now. You have to make it eight at at a max eight. I don't I don't think sixteen is feasible. Eight, right? And the New Year's Day bowls need to be in that eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you 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 kind of stop the opt outs and you slow up the transfer portal. You know what I mean for those eighteen because you don't want to get out if you have an opportunity to possibly get a ring and get a better look, 
right? And now you got less coaches bailing in the middle of the season if they're going to coast the boat. You know what I mean? If they're in the playoffs, right? Right. So, so you get a little bit better brand of football. As far as these bowl games, I think what they need to do is, and the only way you'll get a grip on these bowl games is either, I think you need to move these bowl games up. You got too much break. You feel me? So, like, they shouldn't be playing bowl games before Christmas. They shouldn't be playing bowl games on Christmas Eve, right? If, if you know, after the season's over and, you know, you you should be after you know after you, you already know who's winning you already know who's the conference champion right you already know who's in that thing you need to be throwing out the bowl games the week after the season and you know it ain't that wrong to cut some just cut some put put put, put, put. matter of fact if I was the NCAA they're not gonna do this because they're old fossils you know what you win this bowl game you get this nil the team gets this nil <laughs> The teams, you 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 win the Dollar General Bowl, you win the Belts Bowl, the team gets this NIL. You get a better brand of football, man. You get a look, you get a couple of kids, and, and, and the opt-outs, the opt-outs gonna opt out, but at least you kind of get a little, you know, I mean, you kind of incentivize the kids. Cause at this point, you have to incentivize the kids because everybody's trying to get to a better situation right now. And either you're gonna cut some bowl games or you're just gonna make it kind of more. You know, uh, 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 you know, flexible with the brand, and I think that's 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 what they need to do, in my opinion. They they, they got to get a little outside the box. You know, I, I see when they said Texas A and M got thirty one scholarship players. I said, what? You got walk ons, you got doggone, like you got. I I, I thought A and M was duck in the face. That's just me. I think A and M was duck. I think Jimbo ain't. One. I think Jimbo got a good recruiting class. And you want to get to that? He ain't trying to get no. He ain't trying to get back up. Wait, hey, I'm gonna tell you that Texas A&M class, the numbers are inflated, man. Some of them kids are overranked, but that's neither here nor there. Some of them kids, some of them kids, they got a little, little overranked, little, little bit inflated numbers. So, I know, I know what class A&M inflated. Goddamn Georgia Bulldogs. Goddamn mm-hmm. Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Locked and loaded. Kirby trying to yeah. come for it all. We gonna see yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, we, we're going to get to Kirby in a second. Let, let's go through these bowl records, man. So Big Ten is 5-1. and one. Make a 1L is Michigan. Mountain West is 5-1. and one. AAC is 3-1. and one. Sun Belt is 3-1. Big 12 is 2-2. Two and two. Conference USA 3-5. and five. MAC 3-5. and five. ACC 2-4. and four. I did not see that coming, but it is what it is. SEC 2-5. and five. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Look at SEC 3-5. <sighs> Three or five. The SEC doesn't have a sterling record in bowl games. Now Alabama holds no, us down. No, 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 no. SEC usually has a good record in bowl games. SEC gets favorable matchups. This is the first year the SEC did not get a favorable. I've seen games where LSU was like, "Ah, fuck this, we're not showing up," and just checked out and got blew out. And win. No, for the most part, the SEC. This is what it is. All right, you take away the Bama, right? Bama is in the playoffs, right? All right. So the second, the 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 the, the second and third SEC teams usually has a decent matchup. They might could lose it, they might could win it. You know what I mean? Area the fourth on down, they get they get the easy matchup. 
You know what I mean? The, our, our, the Arkansas might be in a dog fight. Usually South Carolina's in a dog fight. Maybe Kentucky's in a dog fight. For the most part, everybody else gets the favorable matchup. And I think this year is, you know, some SEC teams were down that bad to, like, this is the record. So I was a little shocked by the SEC record. But I think SEC got it back in blood yet last night. Because it's so uh, top I mean, we ex- we expected that, right? We expected Alabama yeah. and Georgia to yeah. do what they were supposed to do. Yeah. We ain't expect Tennessee to lose to Purdue. Uh, Tennessee got cheated. Uh, yeah, but Tennessee no. Not, I mean, nah. Tennessee got cheated. Tennessee, Tennessee get at it, was up 21-7, and then they let Purdue back in the game, and the game got out of control. But Tennessee got cheated. Tennessee got cheated. Um, you don't, you, you don't we, blow a whistle on that. Uh, man, Tennessee didn't listen. What's the SEC known for, right? Speed and defense, right? That's what it used to be known for. They scoring points now. Listen, I think I heard in a broadcast, it was like somewhere in the fourth quarter before overtime, the announcer said Tennessee is running their 100th offensive play. Yes, nobody brought their defense. No, Tennessee had ample opportunity throughout that game. Before I watched the entire game, I think I was messaging you like, yo, this is a wild game. They had ample opportunity to put their foot on Purdue neck, and they didn't. So, yeah, that play in overtime did change the result of the game, but you had 60 minutes before that change the result of the game. So... I don't feel – I think we all knew UCF was going to beat Florida. I don't think anybody had any faith in Florida. I had faith in Florida. <laughs> Before I lost it. Uh, no, no, you picked them, but it was a hesitant pick. It was a hesitant pick. I remember that conversation. We was like, UCF is here. UCF is the bully of Florida right now because Florida State and Florida down. Miami's down. Um Fucking Missouri blew my mind losing the army. Uh, blew my damn mind. This is this has been a really, really poor showing for the SEC. Like there's, a, it's they haven't they haven't played your traditional out of conference powers where it'd be like okay that's a respectable record. You know, but, we expect them to 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 potentially lose that game. It's fucking Army, Missouri. It's Army. Y'all can go can back to the this? Big 12 for that. But can I say this? The SEC does not go outside during a regular season. They don't? The SEC does not. They It's only a handful of SEC teams that will go outside and, and, and play. You know what I mean? I know for a fact Nick Saban is not going to go outside to play. And 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 because and, Alabama is a juggernaut, but what what I meant, you know, my boy get my boy homeboy to this a minute ago. He said, You ever know Nick Saban at the beginning of the year, he plays that Chick-fil-A classic in Atlanta, and it's basically a home game for him. But you don't never see him go on the road against a certain team. Well, I was like, yeah, you know about it. You don't see Alabama, you know, listen, I think Southern Cal's trash, but I don't see Alabama going to Southern Cal. I don't see Alabama going to Norman. I don't see Alabama going anywhere where it could potentially get a little spooky. 
Nick Saban plays his um, – and I granted, when, he, when it's bowl game time, he just pistol whips who's in front of him. And it's getting boring to him at this point. But, you know, I, I think the SEC does not really go outside like that. And then when they do go outside, sometimes they just catch L, but it gets swept under the rug. But, you know, that's 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 neither here nor there. I, I, I am a little surprised about the SEC. Um, let's get here when we really came here, man. Um, I'll you want me to talk about my I'm gonna let you cook first, sir, and then I'll talk about my tigers. You know what I mean? Because I, I you've been sitting on some hot takes, and I want you to get those hot takes off. I uh North Carolina disappointed me. North Carolina disappointed the ACC. Um, before the season started, I called you out, North Carolina, and instead of sticking to my guns, I put my hate for the Gamecocks in for first and foremost, which I will always <laughs> do every time. But you disappointed me, North Carolina, and for that, and for that, you are you are forever an op to me, forever an op to me. Okay, you're not Gamecock level op, but you're an op for me personally. But I'm gonna let you go ahead. Yep. <sighs> All season long, we've been we've been we've had quarterbacks names rotating throughout the podcast who did the most disservice to their name, mm-hmm. right? Spencer Rattler is at the top of that list, and he's about to catch some heat. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell was second, maybe first at times during the season on that list. Um, this whole this whole class, this 2021 class, was built up to be these magnificent quarterback and they they literally have all done a huge disservice i think the number one quarterback in the class right now uh might actually be um is it kenny pickett now i think and that ain't because kenny pickett rose to some stardom that's because the niggas in front of him fell i don't bro i'll be honest i don't know who the top dog i'm a i don't know i really don't know i think pickett maybe Maybe, maybe we don't know. We don't know who it is, and that's that's the crazy part of all of this, right? Is we don't know who the top dog could potentially be. Um, but all that to say, we've never really had much faith in North Carolina, nope. and I'm not, I'm not going to hold your your pick against you because I picked against Clemson. I was rooting for Iowa State, and. You know, it is what it is. It's just the way we was raised. Yeah. South Carolina fans. Okay. I know that y'all are really high on Shane Beamer. I know that y'all are excited. You told you told me you was you ain't had you didn't believe in him. This it's recorded, it's documented. I don't believe in him, and I still okay. don't. And the bowl game was proof that I don't. Okay. What what was who was the X factor in that South Carolina game? Uh, Mr. Joiner and it was the uh, carry on Joiner, right? And, and, his, and Harris and the running back Harris. Yep. Does Spencer Rattler remind you of the carry on Joiner? Uh, I don't think so. Not close at all, right? Doesn't remind you of that at all. The electrifying offense that we saw putting points up on North Carolina at an impressive clip for South Carolina, because, you know, I, I don't think we scored like that since we played Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Are, that was a different I, quarterback asking, at Florida. Too. That was a that was a different quarterback. Are y'all yeah. excited about what you saw at the bowl game, or excited about the players that are coming in next season? Because I don't see that offense moving like that against non-North Carolina teams. Furthermore, I don't see the personnel, especially if it's Spencer Rattler. I don't see Spencer electrifying the field the way the carry-on joiner did. I am. Yep. Can I? Can I? Can I ask? Can I also? Can I? I cannot throw this in. And and I'm not speaking as a. I'm not speaking as a Clemson fan. I know this is hard. I don't think y'all got playmakers like that. We don't. We don't. To me, and that's what. That's exactly where I'm going. Like, take what you will from the bowl game and seven and six, which is still some mid. you know, everyone's excited. Shane Beamer's calling out writers who said we win two games and saying, yo, you should just say you're welcome or whatever, whatever he said, whatever he said. I'm not excited about next season. I don't know how y'all could be excited about next season. We got a quarterback who's a Big 12 kickback. Big 12 is known for producing high-flying high offenses, skilled players, quarterbacks that throw for 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns. We're not getting that guy. That guy's not coming. Did, did, did our defense pick up someone that is a Jadavian Clowney type individual? Um, I think South Carolina defense is going to, I think, I think South Carolina got a really good defense coordinator. Yeah, that's great. But I mean, who's in the college football playoffs right now? You know, Georgia, Alabama, but that's too Georgia. Different. Right. No, no. But, but, but in the East, the East is considerably weaker than the West. The mm-hmm. East is considerably weaker than the West. Georgia's still up there. As you so eloquently state, we haven't beat Kentucky in a very long time. Kentucky plays today, I believe. Uh, they'll probably, mm-hmm. they, they should win if they know what's good for them in the SEC. Tennessee's bringing a quarterback win. back next year. Tennessee's yeah. bringing a quarterback. The court, listen, that quarterback. And it's looking uh, nice, man. Listen, that fella, if he can work on some of the, the passing efficiency and, and he he got next level speed and he got some size on him too. I'm not saying yeah. he's, he's not a Cam Newton type, but he's a big body that moves. So, you know. Florida's um, going to be a whole lot better coach next year. Florida's going to, you know, rebound. Um I just don't know, you know, I, I don't know where to be excited about South Carolina and saying, yeah, Spencer Rattler is going to come in and take us over the top. I actually think South Carolina peaked in that bowl game. So as I'm sitting there celebrating and saying, oh, we beat North Carolina, you know, obviously, you know, we created the Sam Howell hype train three years ago when we lost to them opening uh, opening week three years ago in nor in that same building was it? It was in that same stadium, was yep. it not? Mm-hmm. When we created the Sam Howe True Freshman Hype Train, and we lost to them, um, I I think that at least for next season, I don't know what Shane Beamer is going to do moving forward past year two and beyond. But for what the class looks like coming in this year. I don't think we're going to get anything better than what we've already seen on the field right now. And the SEC East pales in comparison to the West. The SEC East is strong. 
not SEC West strong, but it's t- it's teams there that we're not going to just be able to run through and get seven, eight wins easily. So um, I hate to I hate to be the wet blanket on the South Carolina hype train. You know, good luck to Spencer. Good luck to the the tight end that came came along with him. Um, I don't see them improving. I see maybe six wins next year. Again, another bowl game to get you over the six win mark. I give y'all eight. I'm not going that far. You see, Clemson fans been doing this, man. Y'all got some. I don't know why y'all feel Shane Beamer has some type of juice. Um, you, you know, you know why I think Shane Beamer has juice. I'm going to tell you why I think Shane Beamer has juice because Shane Beamer is not in the mode of what you're used to. You Gamecock fans, your record has always been. Yo, I'm going to go get this person based off what they did. So Spurrier was peak high ceiling Gamecock football, right? Because Spurrier is just an OG, right? But Spurrier, for whatever reason, he just couldn't. It's just hard. He just, he just, he just hit a hot hand and it's hard to, you know, do it all the time, right? He just get, you know, he just, you know, just wanted to get out, right? Shane Beamer is a young guy. He got young hungry, starving coaches for respect. He got a young, you know, talented team. He's not a, he's, he's not, he is not conventional at South Carolina. South, the problem with South Carolina is, South, you, you, listen, you've been in South Carolina. I'm a South Carolina native. You've been in South Carolina for a long time. You know how this go. South Carolina, old heads in South Carolina, they don't like all that. They don't like the transfer portal. They don't like NILs. They don't like outside the box thinking. It makes them uncomfortable. Shane Beamer went into the portal. He, he recorded some quarterback sim, but I'm going to go into the portal. He is hitting Columbia. He is hitting the state hard in recruiting. He's hitting the state very, very hard in recruiting. He's trying to make South Carolina look cool. He's trying to appeal to younger people. He don't care about the old days with, remember, I think, I think, I think his name, Ryan Brewer and, Oh, he don't care about that old stuff. He's trying to be, he's on social media clapping back. He's just different. Now, I don't think that difference will make him um a like a uh what's a good example of? I don't think he will win the East. He may win the East, he may not, but it's just different. There's nothing wrong with being different. And that type of stuff makes, you know, it's you don't always have to have a head coach that's a coordinator or, you know, I always tell people, I don't think Nick Saban is that in, that much involved in the game plan. I think Nick Saban is just, a, he, he, he knows everything going on and he just gets on, he just the king of the hill. He just, he's, he's just a CEO. And he gets on all his doggone managers. And, 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 and yo, I need this done. Get this done and oh, oh, it's your ass. You know what I mean? And there's nothing. I think that, that that's not a bad thing. It's just Shane Beamer has just got to continue to go and find the next young hot person to to stay relevant at South Carolina. If he if Shane Beamer can win eight games consistently, he would be great at South Carolina. He would be the best coach of all time. Listen, he can win eight games all he wants. He keep losing to Clemson. I'm not standing for that shit. Oh God, man, y'all. Uh, can, okay, can can we? Can, I, I'm, I'm, can we have the dialogue, man? Let's have the dialogue. D- 
Do you know, I, I think you Gamecock fans, right? I think y'all read a little bit too deep into Clemson, that Clemson, but not knowing actually what's going on, okay? Did Clemson make the playoff this year? No. Did they win the ACC this year? No. They had terrible quarterback play. Terrible quarterback play. God damn it. Probably the worst quarterback play I've seen since 2014. Mm-hmm. Keep right? going. All right. And, and before that, to a 2010 piss poor quarterback play. And I think before then, I think maybe Charlie, uh, Charlie Waters had a shitty year too, right? It was that 04. So for the most of that was shitty quarterback play, inconsistent, you know, trying to figure out running back play. Um, defense have injuries, you know, but here's the thing. Dabo Sweeney can fucking coach. Dabo Sweeney can get motherfuckers up to play. You know what I mean? I think people people do not like Dabo, but Dabo, you, you got to get Dabo props. Dabo had uh, 28 players hurt. Hurt. The team that played Georgia is not the team that played goddamn Iowa State. Those are two different damn teams. Half that fucking team is out. We had, what, six wide receivers hurt. You see his son out there playing goddamn wide receivers. We had, like, seven transfers. Elliott wasn't there. Venables wasn't there. And we beat Iowa State, right? Dabo had just put a culture in place at Clemson and, and a level of grit in Clemson. But that's happened for a long time, right? So and I think we I, would agree. We would agree this Clemson team is the worst Clemson team in the last decade, correct? Yes, the most probably the most vulnerable Clemson team. And probably, uh, no, I th- yeah, I think what, 2014? 2014 probably better than this one. Based off injuries alone. Just off injuries alone. <laughs> I was outside. I was there in 2014. This team right here, accounting for the injuries, because they did take a lot of, it took a lot of, you know, attrition. And saying all that, this is the mm-hmm. worst, most vulnerable Clemson team in the last two years. Can you can you tell me what Shane Beamer in South Carolina did against that team, did sir? They lost 30, but that was that was not good. No, 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 no. We we didn't just lose. There were no points. Scored in that game. How many this, points did Clemson score? How many points did you guys? 30. 30. What is the largest amount of points that Clemson has scored this season? Oh, about 40 something. 40 something. And who is that against? Uh probably UConn and um SC State. No, I think we no, I think no, wait, wait, I think we, I think we I, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I think we got I think we cracked like 40 against uh Wake. We got 40 against Wake. And we're talking about, we're talking about, see, this is why I have no faith in Shane Beamer. We do all this, we do all this posturing. Yeah, it's cool to be hip, you know. Lane Kiffin kind of has that, that, that roll down pat. It's cool to be hip. Um, I don't think Shane Beamer's outside like Lane Kiffin. I don't know, I don't know if Shane Beamer got that, got that, that dog in them like Lane Kiffin um, remains to be seen. I could be wrong, but I'm just, I'm just not excited, man. And I'm not excited. I don't see the, I don't see the players that are being recruited and saying, okay, yeah, this is trending in the proper direction. Um, I don't but see the players that are already there and saying, yo, this is what it's going to take. Can yeah. I ask you this? What did you, what did y- y'all really thought y'all was going to be? Y'all didn't have a quarterback. Just because you beat Auburn, just because you beat Auburn, 
Hey, just because you beat Florida, don't mean we're like we're two different teams. I don't okay. as yeah, bad as this coaching team was. Clips, I knew South Carolina could move that ball on us because we were a little bit more battle tested. Did we Georgia are, did Georgia just not crit walk on Michigan's face with a walk-on? George, 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 though, we are not we could not if we ran into Georgia last night with the team we had. Jordan would have kicked our ass up and down the damn field. Listen, we were did, we were a healthier team. That was Clemson's full no. team. Right? I'm not talking about the defense of Georgia. I'm talking about the Stetson Bennett. I think that's his name, right? Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett was crit walking on Michigan's face last night. Okay, you, you know what? You let, let's let's shift, let's shift to the playoffs. Let's shift to the playoffs. Okay. Let, let's let's lean into that. Let's lean into the playoff talk. Okay, so Michigan, Georgia, right? That's a bad matchup for Michigan. That was a bad matchup. They should not have made Michigan play Georgia, because Georgia got a fat L on their face. They got slutted out on the SEC championship game, and they wanted to kick. They were, they didn't care who they was going to play that first round. They wanted smoke, right? And they, Michigan, hyped up and hyped up and let all these media lovers get up in the Big Ten, uh, rah-rah people get up. And Michigan offensive line was in hell last night. Hell with the ghost rider and damn ghosts and demons. (laughs) Every damn piece of otherly world beings down there fighting for their damn lives, trying to get back up to them. It was, it was insane. They were under siege last night. It was too much going on. I saw one play, they pulled the fucking center. I thought they, I think they ran a counter. They pulled the center in the damn guard, blew motherfuckers up. <laughs> like, it, it, it was bad last night. But, but Stetson Bennett, listen, Stetson Bennett does his job. That that what, what, what is it? Aiden Hurston, the DN from Michigan. Overrated. Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. He had he had to play he had to play defensive end last night. You can't sit back there. You can sit back there and pass rush and be cute with Ohio State. No, you're gonna have to stop the run tonight, baby. You you have to you will have to deal with a with a with a grizzly bear tonight, buddy. Right? And he had a little problem dealing with the grizzly bears. Has has a few issues. And, jo- and Georgia, it's Stetson Bennett is going to make plays against Michigan because Michigan was simply out athlete last night. Ohio State is a very explosive team, right? I think they caught Ohio State. You know, when Michigan was playing Ohio State a couple of times, they were talking about some games just right there. He just couldn't get over the hump. I think they just caught Ohio State. Just one of the days were like, this is the day that we're going to beat you. You know, it was, was cold, it was snowy, it you know, California kids really wasn't ready to hit. Uh, you know what I mean? This was one of the times when he finally got it done, man. It was going to happen eventually. He almost was close to beating high school a lot of times. I think I remember 2016, I think when Barrett, I think it was fourth and one, uh, Barrett was behind the line, <laughs> they gave it to him, something like that, gave him the first down, the game was over. Like, it, 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 ball has been there a couple of times Ohio State. He just finally did it. I don't know why Michigan fan, Michigan thought they were going to be more physical than Georgia, who has shown that we're more physical than 
everybody last night. So mm-hmm. all Stetson Bennett had to do was sit back there and make plays. I did the math backwards on that. I I looked at the matchup a little bit differently. I looked at the SEC championship game and I saw what Alabama did to Georgia in order to just completely decimate them. And Mm -hmm. then obviously no one expected Michigan to do what Alabama did. Right. But even just looking at the way Alabama beat Georgia, you know, fast tempo, you know, they had, the defensive line on oxygen tanks that entire game uh the playmaking on the outside receivers running i mean they 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 i think they were missing i think um no they weren't missing anybody alabama wasn't alabama wasn't missing anybody that particular alabama alabama uh star wide receiver got hurt in that game yeah michi got hurt in that game um but what Alabama was able to do to Georgia on the outside. I just looked at Michigan and I was like, yeah, y'all can't do that. Y'all can't even do close to that. There's no way that y'all can exploit Georgia the way Alabama did. So then we started looking at the things that made Michigan good and it just wasn't good enough. I think I saw, I, I have to go look at the stats. I don't know how many tackles for losses Georgia had on Michigan last night. Um, the quarterback was in hell, McNamara. He was making terrible plays. I think he threw like what interception in the end zone or some shit like that. I don't back, back, I, they were playing two quarterbacks last night, right? Uh yeah. Um, that's never gonna work in any type of situation, by the way. Um because he played McNamara and JJ McCarthy. I think let me see who's number yeah, number McCarthy. McCarthy was singing ghosts. McCarthy, McCarthy and that's your freshman, right? That's your freshman. Yes. When McCarthy, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I was sitting there watching the game last. Night. I forgot what quarter it was. McCarthy dies the sack. He took the took the ball and ran. And I think 44 for Georgia took he it was 44 17. Buckled his helmet. I said, "Ah, oh, shit, here we go." <laughs> they didn't call target. <laughs> they didn't call target. I said, all right, all right, he fucked up now." Ever since then, he, like, and, and, they, and I know uh, Herb Street. You know, I like Herb Street. He just say, "Hey, son, you just gotta sit in the pocket and just kind of, you just gotta take that." Ever since he took that hit on that sideline, Matt uh, uh, McCarthy said, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> he took that bitch and ran every chance he gets. Stalled the drive. He didn't give a fuck. He had to get at this run for his fucking life. And at that moment, I said, this shit is over. Yes. This motherfucker. And, and that's the thing about Georgia. Georgia just, I'm as a Clemson fan, I saw DJ rattled. I thought Georgia gave fuck DJ up for a couple weeks. Because I saw a motherfucker under siege. I saw the old line under siege. I saw the running backs under siege. I saw the whole entire offense is overwhelmed. But with Alabama, Alabama just a bad matchup for Georgia, man. This is a bad matchup, man. They're they not scared of Georgia. They can't bully Alabama. I think that I think this national championship game is going to be a whole lot more exciting than the SEC championship game. Can, oh, oh, can we shift to the, let's, let's talk about Cincinnati? I didn't watch that many Cincinnati games, man. Um, but I watched that game and I thought to myself, I said, there's no way they're going to beat them, but maybe they're just going to scratch them. And Cincinnati defense did everything they damn could, everything they could for as long as they could, <laughs> as long as they could. It just needed some glimmer of hope. And Desmond Ritter, he got smacked. I, I, 
it, he it, took the hits. The Herb Street wanted McCarthy to take. <laughs> is Desmond Ritter supposed to be going to draft? Yeah, he's going in. He, he's going to be in the draft. Yeah. Desmond Ritter. This is my problem with Desmond Ritter. Anybody that has had success against Alabama, you're not going to beat Alabama with your eyes downfield, even if they're open. You got to get the hell up out of there and extend the damn drive. Ritter, Ritter kept sitting back there, uh, showing pocket awareness, trying to keep extend plays, keep his eyes downfield, then whack up sack, 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 tip pass. You got to uh, tip pass, he, sack, trip, getting out the pocket. He pressure, and, and heard, slightly missed throws. Yeah. And I heard him going to the offensive line, beating his chest, saying, We got you. I need you guys to step up. And I, and I was looking at the game in the barbershop. I said, So they're stepping up. They're doing the best they can. There's nothing, nothing's going to change tonight. You got to run for your fucking <laughs> life. <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. And there's no such thing as hard. It's just one of those situations where, you know, it's a grizzly bear. Versus a goddamn pit bull, and somebody's and the pit bull's trying to bite somebody. Bull. Family pet not coming home. I seen one situation. <laughs> I seen one situation where he uh, he got on his tight end because the tight end the tight end was open, but he ran the wrong route and they missed on the pass. And the tight end came back to the uh, came back to the huddle, and I see Desmond in his face. They put the camera on his face, and he had looked like R. Kelly when he did that uh, Gail King interview. <laughs> I'm fighting for my fucking life. <laughs> so, I Cincinnati Cincinnati did as good as I thought they were going to do. They actually didn't disappoint me with the way they played because um, I think going into halftime, what was that score like? Thirteen to six or thirteen? Well, it's like 13, 13, 13, three, something like that. Yeah, something. They were moving the ball. Yep, yeah. and and. They were stopping Alabama. Like Alabama was moving the ball, but Cincinnati's defense was keeping points off the board. They were forcing punts. They were forcing Alabama to give them the ball back. They're, they were doing decent in field position. Um, Cincinnati proved that they – I've seen a lot of people like Cincinnati proved they weren't supposed to be in this – listen, Alabama gangster walked on Georgia. They ain't gangster walk on Cincinnati the way they gangster walked on Georgia. No. So Cincinnati proved that hey, we might not be Alabama, but we we definitely a NC State. We are definitely a we're definitely a Notre Dame. We are we are definitely maybe potentially possibly an Oregon. Right. Let me ask you this. So um where what do you think of the natty like i think it's gonna be a repeat performance no i think we're gonna have a closer game i think we're gonna have a closer game um it's hard to beat a team twice and that's so cliche and i hate the saying but i mean realistically when you look at it it's it's hard to beat a team twice um so i think the information georgia has is that they know what they didn't do so good at the first time around right Mm-hmm. Um, game plan to be totally focused on that. Maybe even if you fix those things, it's still not enough, but it's not going to be a decimation like the championship game was. I don't think that we're going to see a repeat of that. Alabama very well still has the highest percentage to win this game. 
Um, I think we might see a lower scoring affair. I don't think we're going to see any 30s. We might see a 2017, maybe a 24-21 type of situation. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Um, remember the first time Georgia and Bama played in the national championship? I think we're going to get a little walk-off situation like that again. Uh, I think that Alabama is going to cook Georgia, maybe 31 to 7. I think. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And I think the difference between, and again, it's just like Alabama's D line has got to win. That's the only way they win is Alabama's D line. I mean, Georgia's D line has got to step up. Georgia's D line got bullied. And I don't see, I, th- I think somebody like Jordan Davis has got to be a pass rusher. He, he's the key to the game. He's got to go and get like two or three sacks, and they just got to apply constant pressure. Because Alabama, like that, that running the ball, on that system, that, that don't mean nothing. That would just give people confidence. Going. They're not earning the ball on Georgia. But Georgia has linebackers have got to cover those tight ends, and they got to get, they got to rattle Bryce Young. That's the only way. And I think Stetson Bennett can make enough plays, you know, to put some drives together. But the defense has got to play above their pay grade. And if Kirby Smart can win this national championship, it is – he is the new king of the hill because of the recruiting class. He's going to to keep bringing in these these, these juggernaut recruits. The recruits are – like they're waiting for Georgia to beat to take the you know what I mean to take the, the baton for Bama. Mm-hmm. It just he don't do it. So if Kirby can do it this year, you know it's going to be the start of the Georgia run. You know what I mean? I know I know, and, 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 I, and I'm not saying like when I speak to my, when I speak about my Tigers, right? I when they say the Clemson dynasty is over, I think Clemson is just going. It, I think Clemson the 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 challenger Alabama, that shit's over. I think we can make the playoffs every other year. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. when they see make the playoffs every other year. But like when, like back back natty, that's the, that's I don't see that happen. Maybe one more natty, you know what I mean? Possibly. But like I think Georgia's about to be on that time. Because but Kirby has the talent. I I think for all here's what I think. I think that. Georgia picked up a wealth of information from the the first game. I mean, Bryce Young threw 400 yards in that first game, so he mm-hmm. kind of he kind of went off. Um, Alabama only ran for like 120 yards, 110 yards that game. Mm-hmm. I think the problem was Georgia's D line chasing Bryce Young the fuck around, and they got gas, so there was no, there was no pass. Nah, there was no pass. Nah, they, nah, they, they, Alabama D line, Alabama offensive line was just flat out bench pressing Georgia on D line. They were just, they were repping that. They, they were hitting the combine reps on them boys. And Georgia, you know, they Georgia was sending pressure, and Georgia was doing everything they can to get pressure. They couldn't get nothing on Bryce Young, and. You know, until they pick that up, this game is going to be a repeat. 
I think Georgia, their whole focus is going to be slowing the game down. Alabama ran like 70 to 80 goddamn plays in the SEC championship game. That's too many plays for a defense to be on the field chasing motherfuckers around. So I think that I think you have to force the I think you have to play into the hands of the run game and say, let's make Alabama play to our strength. How do you do that? How do we do that? We got to keep Bryce Young in the pocket. I mean, I know he dealt for 400 yards, but motherfucker threw 40 plus times. I think Georgia's secondary is athletic enough to keep up with Alabama's receivers. I think they just got shell shot in that first game. It was like, what the fuck is this? Um, Georgia's got to figure out how to slow the game down and keep Alabama to running like 40 to 50 offensive plays. And the way you do that is by keeping Alabama off the field. Um, I think Kirby and them smart enough as a game planner to know how to, to, to attack the gaps defensively to make life a living hell for Bryce Young. And I mean, Bryce Young's not six foot five. He's still got to, his thing is moving around in the pocket, getting them off schedule plays. He's more like a Kyler, more like a Mahomes, more like an Aaron Rodgers type of player back there. Um, those players can be, you can give hell to those type of players. Uh, you can't stop some of their miraculous plays, but you can damn sure make that pocket so dirty and, and spy and keep, athletes on top of them to make them second guess throwing the ball where they want to go so Kirby and them Kirby and them can get it done I don't know if they're going to win but they're not going to get crit walked on like they did they're not they're going to get smoked <laughs> they're going they're to get crit walked on I think I think that Georgia had we, we're all talking about Georgia and they're recruiting and they got dogs in there Georgia has the athletes to match up with Alabama they just mm-hmm. didn't have that that mentality that that pedigree that mentality these same kids seen it already so they're like okay I'm not afraid of that now maybe the, maybe the defensive line is maybe the linebackers might be but maybe they're like okay I've seen it and I know where I got beat so I know what type of game I need to have now we're not we're not going to see an SEC championship repeat it's going to be a lot closer game um I'm praying for that because nobody wants to see nobody wants to see a college football blowout for the three the three games. It was a blowout Cincinnati Alabama. It was a blowout Michigan Georgia. We don't want to see a blowout for the national championship. So I agree, man. All right, man. So let's push this, let's push the conversation a little forward. Um, I don't. I'm going to dust over this because I really want to talk about the NFL playoff picture. Um, unflattering information came about came out about Matt Rule um, doing things that we already knew, right? Running a college operation, um, agents saying, you know, it's a clusterfuck, too many Temple Baylor players over there. Um, David Tepper's embarrassed. Um since the last time we recorded, Cam Newton has been officially benched. Um, and not saying I didn't see it coming. Got benched for Sam Darnold. No, we saw it coming. Yeah, you did see it. Well, I didn't see it. Yeah. No, you no, no. I will give you credit. You said Cam Newton is gonna come in and be the scapegoat for the Carolina Panthers' failures, 
And we don't feel sorry for Cam because he signed up and he knew what the fuck he was signing up for. Yep. And the that's media, what you said. Yeah, and the media it ain't talking. Matt, well, it's it's getting out a little bit more. It's picking up steam about Matt Rule a little bit more. But the the low hanging fruit was Cam Newton. The low hanging fruit was Cam Newton. That 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 I think that was a calculated move to get folks off Matt Rule neck. You know what I mean? From Tepper and from um Rule. Um, I think that. And I ain't gonna stand. This is what I think. I think that Tepper wants to fire him. I don't think he got the stones to fire him because that makes that means I was wrong, right? And I think Tepper is willing to ride this out one more year and then move on, right? If it just terrible you know what i mean and i also think that tepper understands everything going on i think he knows fans are checked out but i think tepper wants to make one more swing at quarterback and he think that'll settle the fans down i also don't think a big time like I, after this season after kind of seeing how the thing with cam played off because players listen to this stuff. I don't see why a Russell would want to come to Carolina. I know damn well that Aaron Rodgers would not want to waste his time coming to, Car- to Carolina. I don't think if, you know, everything's clear with Nasty Boy Watson, I don't see him coming to Carolina. So I don't I, – I can see them jump out the window for like a Jimmy G, um, maybe a Gardner Minshew, you know, if they don't stick with Sam. I don't think Cam coming back. But – I think Tepper does not realize how checked out his fan base is. They don't care. And I think he just think, well, if we just go do this, they'll care. I I think they're over it because I don't think he understands how much Panther fans have endured and they just don't want to hear it. For all the reasons you just listed are the exact reason why I think David Tepper will fire Matt Rule. I don't think so. He knows Deshaun Watson's not going to come here if Matt Rule is the coach. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's not going to come here if Matt Rule is the coach. Aaron Rodgers will never come here as long as Matt Rule is the coach. Now, granted, those guys might have never, ever came to Carolina. I think Deshaun Watson was the closest one that would have went. He's not fucking coming now. Deshaun Watson's yeah. not coming to that door. No, so, he's not, he not, he not dealing with it. After the Cam News situation, no, he's good. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um Matt Rule. See, I, I'm kind of flip-flop on all the reasons you just listed are the reasons why Matt Rule should be fired because they're not going to get free agent signings. They're not going to be able to do a quick build. They're not going to be able to flip the shit around, right? It's a slow grind. And that's what they sold everybody on when they first hired Matt Rule. It's a slow yeah. grind. It's going to take at least three years. But, and that, but, but, that narrative was trash to begin with. But it's but if if that's the case, then you don't go trade for Stephon Gilmore. You, you you don't you don't get three picks for Sam Darnold. Like that's that's not what you're doing here. You no. you, you don't let Teddy walk. What was you the what was Teddy the words? Walk. They they they've been confused since day one. 
They've been yes. confused since day one. They hired Matt Rule. They gave him a seven-year deal. And then they started saying, this is a slow grind. It's a slow cook. It's not going to be a quick process. It's going gonna, it's gonna to need time to turn around and simmer. And then you go get Teddy Bridge. You let Cam go and you go get Teddy Bridgewater. Right? And you start doing all these things that say, oh, we're not rebuilding. We're retooling or whatever. So now it's like, okay, we're not rebuilding. We're, we're trying to win right now. Mm-hmm. But the narrative is always, it's a slow grind. So when things are great, boom, we're winning, boom. And we ain't done much winning. It's 15 games over the last three years. Um, then when you start losing, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a process. And you got to trust the process. And things are happening. You guys just can't see. Like, what is it? Are we, are we trying to win now? I.e. Teddy, i.e. Sam Darnold, i.e. You know, Gilmore. Um, or are we doing a slow grind? And I think that confusion is where Tepper is most responsible for, right? Because his messaging was clear when he hired Matt Rule. It's slow. It's going to be slow. And then he's seen the money started slowing up. And he's like, we need life in the program. We need a yeah. we need confusion in the program. Um, Matt Rule is not that guy. He, he, his culture might work for college players, doesn't work for NFL. Prime example is Urban Meyer. Probably, no, you've had many examples before where the, the college guy that has success in the league actually fails in the league the first time and comes back and does well. Yeah. Um, that Tom Coughlin way of football does not work anymore. It just doesn't work. That It might. Way. You just have to be Bill Belichick. Like these young bucks is not going to jump out the window for you unless you got the proof. But the Bill Belichick thing, the thing about Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick is smart. He's not, he doesn't care. He he doesn't have to be, you know what it is? Bill Belichick is just in control. He just don't take no shit. You know what I mean? Tom Coughlin wants to be old school. Bill Belichick just wants to win. He don't care if he has to throw the ball 60 times. He'll do whatever the hell he got to do to win. He wouldn't, he wouldn't got Cam. See, yo, we're gonna run the ball. I got I gotta win. This ain't nothing else out there. Fuck it. This is what I'm gonna do. Like he don't he don't care. That's the difference between Belichick and a Tom Coughlin. Matt Rule wants to be this kind of hard-nosed, gritty, you know, we're not gonna be too much. When I saw that they got rid of Denzel Perryman because his personality was big and nicely the NFL in tackles and the passing of the middle linebacker, that's it. Okay. All right, that doesn't make sense. And then I think about the Cam Newton sign. I said, that wasn't Matt Rule. That was somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at somebody like Dante. Dante looks he got personality. It seems like anybody with a little ounce of personality, they just like, nah, DJ don't got no personality. You know, um, Darnold don't got no personality. Gilmore has a personality that Rule likes. Exactly. Darnold, even Keel. Derek Brown, there's nobody on there that exudes passion. We talked about this. Did we talk about this on the pod or in the group chat? We need, we need that Greg Hardy vibe. You know what I'm saying? We, I said Greg Hardy. Said okay, Greg okay, okay. <laughs> we we need <laughs> that Josh Norman vibe. You know what I'm saying? We need that Benet Ben Wickery vibe. Uh, yeah. We need that Trey Boston vibe. We need that Charles 
Johnson. We need those guys. But but we, Carolina, but you know what? You know, and I and we gotta move forward. The this with the Panthers was when Cam came back that first game, the team was piped up. The team was just jacked up. And then it's kind of like the coach, um, the coach and the culture killed the vibe. The coach is like, oh, we gotta tone this back down. Is it too much? And then you let the energy go. Because man, and, and I think that's why Joe Brady got fired. Because Joe Brady is just—he's just not that type of Listen, coach. For I'm Matt a Rudy. firm believer. Joe Brady didn't get fired. Joe Brady got Joe Brady got fired on paper. Joe Brady was like, "Look, if y'all not gonna let me cook the way I need to cook, and y'all not gonna give me the ingredients to cook when I need to cook, I'm out." And it's like, "Oh, you out?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm out." And it's like, "All right, deuces." And then he's like, "Bye." And Joe Brady, Joe Brady looks like the smartest motherfucker in the room right now. I think that I, I I this is what I think. I think that Matt Rule Mans is the running back coach. He's calling the plays. That's his guy. That's his roommate from college, homeboy from high school. I think he was in Matt. Man, I could call a better play than that, man. You know, I could run the ball a little bit. You know, I could do a little. I think Matt would just look oh, for a little dirty macking, a little dirty yeah, mac going Matt on. Reason to elevate his man's. And, and that offense looks worse. Cam played his best game in one game. We had fucking Joe Brady calling the plays. And I don't think Joe Brady's necessarily ready to be an NFL offensive coordinator, but then again, I don't know because you know he just doesn't have certain things. But I, 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 I want to shift to this point because I know we, we need to wrap it up soon. Um, what is what's next for Cam? In your I, opinion, I would like to see him just wrap it up. Um, this is year. This is season eleven, right? I think so. After 11 seasons, you are what you are. Yes. I don't think we're going to see any improved um, decision. Not to say that his decision-making is poor. And not to say that he can't get the job done. But he has run out of chances to get the job done. He's run out of chances to turn nothings into somethings. He had an opportunity to rebuild the conversation around him by being efficient by you know doing the things that he could have done what matt rule asked him to do and look bad and still lost and it still not have impact in the way he did not play well in the opportunities that he got and i know that the team is bad i know that the thing that he had a lot of obstacles in front of him but even then he was still in there fucking up his goddamn self so um i i would i would much rather him just leave because i don't want to get excited about any more opportunities for him only to be let down that's just where i'm at personally i i love cam i'm a cam newton fan forever uh he's one of the most electrifying football players that to grace the field college nfl wise doesn't matter one of the one of the greatest uh to ever do it in that regard but I am tired of being excited about a potential letdown. So I and Cam could even Cam could very well come out and say, "Yo, I, I'm ready to be a backup." Tebow said he wanted to be a backup, and NFL GMs was like, "Yeah, we just don't want to deal with." It. So I, I think Cam has more opportunities than Tebow. Oh, for sure, because he's a better football player, but. GMs are still not going to want to create that that situation inside of their organization where 
people like you and I are saying, yo, Cam could do a better job than, than, than Carson Wentz. Cam could do a better job than, than Justin Fields. They don't want to have that pressure on their quarterback from the fan base. Cause Cam's going to come in anywhere. He's going to be a fan favorite amongst our demographic, at least amongst the people who watched him play from 2010 at Auburn, all the way up through the 2015 season up to the 2017, 2018 season, where he's still playing good football. He has a cult following. They're going to put pressure on the organizations to see Cam play if he's in a position to play. So, I mean, the only situation where he's not going to be, you know, asked to start is, He's sitting behind a Tom Brady. He's sitting behind an Aaron Rodgers. He's sitting behind a uh, shit. I think that list is short on quarterbacks who you would who Cam Newton wouldn't put pressure on to start. So he can't be. No, 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 no. That list ain't that short. That list is short. That list is short. short. You gotta have a. You have to have a strong enough quarterback front man for us for fans to forget about Cam. Name the quarterbacks who Cam would sit behind and they'll be like, you know what? Relax, Cam. The guy in front of you's got it. We don't okay, want to see what so, you had to offer. That list ain't so, very long. So to me, so I, I think Cam can be a backup. I, I wanted Cam to be a backup because I think Cam, I don't think Cam believes he's a star, right? I think his confidence has been shot in Carolina a little bit. And I think he is in a position where he just, I I don't know what he wants, but he, to me, Cam can sell. I don't, I think the media has shaped Cam's legacy a little bit. Um, And a lot of people are not putting in the context because it's so easy to get a good, a good takeoff cam. You know what I mean? It's just so easy to kind of like, you know, get a little, I always say cam for clicks. You say Cam Newton name, you get clicks, you get haters, you get supporters. You know what I mean? And I think that going to New England has helped rehabilitate his image because I think a little bit more people like him now than before because they just like the, you know, he's humble. He's kind of, you know what I mean? They kind of under, kind of get the no cam a little I bit. I hate that narrative. I hate it. Absolutely fucking hate it. It's, it's, it, it is what it is. But, you know, the thing with Cam, Cam never defended himself. He always took, you know, he just let, he just let it happen. When you don't, when, you know, when you don't, when you let things fester and you don't defend yourself, then that's just the perception of who you, the people think you are. You know what I mean? So. But I think that if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, he can go behind Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yeah. Kansas City, um, Dallas. Um, nah, Durant, he can't be behind that. He can't be he behind can be, that. He can literally be behind that. He can't be behind that. He can literally be behind that. That, that, that can't go anywhere. That, they, 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 they don't even – fans don't even know if they want that. They like that now. They don't, ma- they don't matter. They don't they, know it, if they want that. They don't. They want Cam's insurance. They don't. It's not gonna get to a point where we're, we're. If that get hurt, we can slide Cam in that for a couple games. Man, let's go. Let's let's use that example. That three game. That three game stretch where Dak was coming back, and they're like, mm-hmm. ah, Dak is playing bad. Mm-hmm. Dak got a. Dak got thirty five million dollars a year. They don't matter. We be, it don't matter. We be sitting there. Dak going through that tough stretch. We be like, damn, Cam is there. Can Cam Newton energize the Cowboys nope. more than Dak right now? Nope. That is exactly what the fuck we would we would That's we would do it happen. in a heartbeat. We would do it in a heartbeat. The Rams, McVay not going away from Stafford. You have Tampa Bay, um, Arizona, Tampa. Cincinnati. Man, I don't agree with Arizona. 
Cam not playing over Kyler. Listen, the fans don't know if they like Kyler out here. They don't know. They, they have no clue. Not going to no. miss a Listen, young no. quarterback. I know what you're saying. The coaches aren't going to make that decision, right? The coaches will not. The fan base will erupt if Cam Newton is behind a quarterback that doesn't have the accolades to keep him at bay. Aaron Rodgers has MVPs. Tom Brady has Super Bowl rings. Outside of that, you don't have that many dominant quarterbacks that you can be like, oh, well, Kyler is this and 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 Dak is that. And and maybe Mahomes falls in no Mahomes won't fall into that category. He's got Super Bowl and MVP. Um, but everybody else in the league is not safe. If, if Cam is in San Francisco, I think people say he's a better, he's better than Trey Lance. And people yeah, want Trey Lance, Lance to start, people want Trey Lance to start over Jimmy G right now. Yeah. But but you, it it doesn't but at this point it doesn't matter what what the fans want it's it's I think so I personally think coaches don't have a problem bringing in Cam Newton because they believe that the narrative is he's not a starting quarterback that everybody's okay with that it, only a handful of people understand okay well this is it, they don't understand the context in Carolina they can't I, people were calling Cam. To come because his star was hurt. I think he's going to have a backup job. I think Cam, to me, if Cam want to, I don't think I think let Cam legacy is altered because of the media. You know what I mean? People do not like him, right? But if Cam went out there and said, you know, I'm going to be the Red Zone quarterback. I'm going to throw a couple of touchdowns. I'm going to rush a couple of touchdowns. He will be in the Hall of Fame because the perception of Cam will change. You're not gonna get a quarterback, a coach who wants a two quarterback system. Is like, okay, yes, you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, yes, you will. It's plenty. The NFL is shit. I guarantee you, it's a coach out there that saw the Arizona game and said, huh, huh. I could take this guy off the field, and I got the perfect situation. I got two situations for you. Two perfect situations for you. The first situation is Pittsburgh. I don't know who the starting quarterback will be in Pittsburgh, but if they get Cam Newton in there and he's running and he's running touchdowns in that gritty town and giving them a piece of run game for Najee Harris, they will love that. That's that type of organization will boost his cachet for the Hall of Fame in Atlanta. It'll Cam Newton in Atlanta. Here's the thing: he it. has to win in both of those. You send him to Pittsburgh. You send him to Pittsburgh. He's got to see Lamar. He's got to see Joe Burrow. He don't have to be the starter. I don't. Listen, he doesn't listen, have to be the starter. In this scenario, Cam comes in, he's scoring red zone touchdowns. What do you pay that back of quarterback? Because you're not going, he's not going to get the Taysom Hill contract. No, you don't, you, you can pay, you can pay Cam eight to 10. Eight to 10 in Atlanta. That's not backup quarterback money. That is exactly backup quarterback money. That's not that's not back of course. That's money. That, if you pay Cam eight to ten, then you're looking at like, okay, you got Cam tied in this for eight to ten. Uh, when's he gonna get opportunity to start? And then as soon as that no, starter, man. as soon as that starter starts performing poorly, you're gonna hear the rumblings about, well, you got Cam Newton, former MVP. Uh, nope, that's not gonna happen because they Cam Newton is is everybody's gonna understand. If you put Cam Newton in Atlanta, they already want Matt Ryan out. They Matt Ryan's on the last days. Cam is not going to start. If you, you bring up what's going to happen in Atlanta is Atlanta is going to bring somebody else in. 
But if 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 there's a defined role for Cam Newton and Cam Newton fulfills that role and he's in Atlanta where he wants to be, where he can see his kids, he can be his family, he's gonna be fine. That's just that's just that's just my opinion. But you know, let, let, let's move forward. I, I think we need to kind of sit and watch these last two games and see how this thing play out, okay? Um let's talk about NFL playoffs, okay? And we will get up out of here. All right. So a AFC, right? Bengals is coming strong, right? So let me, let me read off the top seven teams, all right? So you got um, KC, Tennessee, Bengals, Buffalo, India, Indianapolis, New England, Miami as of right now, all right? I, I think it's, it's only seven teams, top seven teams, right? Right, only seven. All right, after that, after Miami, you have Baltimore, you have the Chargers, you have uh, the Raiders. All right, I'm with I know Patrick Mahomes. I, Joe Joe Burrow is hot, red hot right now, right? They saying Joe Burrow top five quarterback. I think it, I think everybody settled that, right? I like Joe. I, lo- I like Joe Burrow a lot. Um, I jump on that right now. Ooh, no. You, I will jump okay, on okay. it right now. You think Joe Burrow bringing a fade to Mulatto Magic? Absolutely. And, you and think Josh Joe Allen. Burrow is bringing a fade to Mulatto Magic on tomorrow? The Bengals have everything you need to do it. I think y- y'all are going to put some respect on Patrick Mahomes' name tomorrow. It will be a, it's going to be Sensei versus Student tomorrow. Joe Here's Brett, the only Joe thing I'll Brett. say, and I'll let you I'll let you continue. Here's the only thing I'll okay. say. Okay. Pat Mahomes might be able to score points, but Joe Burrow can do it too. It ain't yes. Pat Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. It's Pat Mahomes versus the Bengals defense and Joe Burrow versus the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense ain't that great. But they've been playing good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but Joe Burrow just threw for 500. Joe Burrow did that on the on the replacements of the Ravens. Joe Burrow just threw for five hundred. Joe Burrow, you gonna have to see. You gonna have to see that boy up in Kansas. Are they, are they going to Kansas City? Are they going to Kansas? City? Uh, we'll nah, nah, nah. Kansas City coming to come. Oh, Kansas City coming to them. Man, listen. This should be. A, I don't know. I don't know who on the Chiefs defense needs to step up, but. Listen, I know everybody's talking about Jamar Chase. Man, 85, 85, man. Joe, Joe Mixon, man. The Bengals got it, man. The Bengals got it, though. I'm not, I, I don't know if they're going to win, but what I will say is that's not no layup. Okay. You see the Bengals right. on the schedule and you like, eh. Joe Burrow might put up 40 on us. Okay, so let me ask you before. Okay, so let's go to the bottom. Let's start with the bottom first. All right. Who's going to get the seventh seed in the AFC? So Miami. Miami's right there. Miami's next couple games. They got the Titans and they have the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming Miami has to win the last two games. Do, does Miami beat the Titans and the Patriots or – I think Miami, Miami got to win 10 games. 
You got to win 10 games at 17. Yeah. Assuming. Miami's losing the next two, unfortunately. Um, the Titans playing very well. Uh, the Patriots are not going to, you know. I think the, I think the Dolphins are going to beat the Patriots. That's a strong, that's strong possibility, but they're not I beating the Titans. I think the Dolphins are going to beat the Patriots. I, I'm never going to count out Belichick. In my yeah, yo. If they in Miami last game. Man, players love that dog. That ain't that ain't no that ain't a plus for Miami. I think the Miami gonna beat the Patriots. I think Miami gonna beat the Patriots. Um, I don't don't have the Dolphins holding that down. I don't have the Dolphins holding that. Baltimore has to play the Ravens and the Steelers. Lamar is hurt. I don't think Lamar. If Lamar, Lamar is not playing tomorrow. I don't think Huntley can get the job. I think Lamar has to play tomorrow in order for him to win. I think the Ravens are out. I don't. I don't think the. Um, I don't think the Dolphins make it though. I think the Ravens at least get one. And let I'll me take a look. The Ravens have the Rams tomorrow, and they have the Steelers. They're gonna get the Steelers. They're gonna get the Steelers. That's. I don't think so. Lamar Jack. If Lamar Jackson has to play, listen. Lamar Jackson has to be fully healthy the last two games in order to make the plus. I don't think Ravens are gonna make the playoffs at all. Um, let's go down to the Chargers. Chargers have Broncos and Raiders. Chargers on a two-game losing streak. Let's see. Broncos and Raiders. Man, I I'm just gonna jump out the window right now and say I think. I think the Raiders are going to snatch that seven spot. I don't think Miami's going to be able to hold off. I think the Raiders are going to be able to climb. Raiders got the Colts this week. COVID Wentz might be coming back. And, you know, then I take that back. Yeah, because the Colts not losing for the rest of the season. I got Miami winning this. You got Miami got, staying in the playoffs. I got Miami staying in the playoffs. I don't think I don't think the Brown, I think it's gonna take 10 wins to get to this to this to this um seven seed in the AFC. I think Miami is Miami has not lost a game. Miami has not lost a game since October. Um and you know. They don't. They. They. I think they're going to beat the Titans, man. I just. I just think that. I just think Miami's just playing very, very good football. Very, very good defense. Um, I think the Patriots is a bad matchup for them. I think. I think. The, I think the Patriots are kind of go trending backwards a little bit. I think they'll get on track against the Jags, but I think they're just going to really struggle with Miami. I think Miami just get hot at the right time. I think Miami's going to make that. Going to going to take that last slot. Um. At the ASC, who so who my first question is since you got faith in Burrow, is Burrow gonna win a playoff game this year? And my second question is who is the bully in the AFC? Who's going to come out right now? So if the playoffs were to start today, Chiefs have the bye, it'll be Titans and Dolphins. Bengals, Patriots, Bills, Colts. As currently constructed right now, I would say no, the Bengals don't win a playoff game. 
Okay. I think that this switches up a little bit. And my my general inclination is yes, the Bengals, the Bengals will win a playoff game. But as it's currently constructed now, if they got to see the Patriots first round, it's no way. Um, I think, I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think that's a bad matchup for the Pats. I don't think any matchup is bad for the Pats when you got Belichick game plan. That's true. You're true. I don't think any matchup is bad. Uh, my bully in the, the AFC bully right now is the Indianapolis Colts. They are the bullies right now. They're playing the football that that makes it difficult to win games against them in 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 January. The other team that could really bully things around if they get the, if they get this player back, if Derrick Henry comes back and he just gets yeah. back in the form, the Titans yeah. are going to be the bullies, right? And yeah. those two teams are yeah. very similar. The Colts yeah. and the Titans are extremely similar. So I think that I think the Colts have a little bit better quarterback play than the Titans, though, and a better defense. Um, I so, don't think so. I, th- I, th- I think Tannehill's better than Wentz. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that. I think so. I think Tannehill's think not playing better football than Carson Wentz now. You might believe Carson that Tannehill's Wentz a is, better quarterback. Carson Wentz is playing damn good football right now. Carson Wentz is getting carried to carried in and out the club. That ain't no problem. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Carried in out the club. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He's he's playing the most efficient football that you could ask for. As long as Jonathan Taylor suits up every week, Colts got a chance. Okay. Um. Let's move over to so my bully, and I'm moving to the NFC. I think the Chiefs have figured it out, and I don't think nobody wants smoke with them. I don't think nobody wants smoke with them. They, they, the Chiefs are in a bag right now. The Chiefs are in a vibe right now. They're in a zone right now, and I think they won't smoke with any and everyone right now. And I think it's best bet that people stay up out their way. You know what I mean? Um, I that's that's how I think they want all of the smoke. I'm not saying they're gonna win. I don't think nobody from the AFC is gonna win it this year, but I think the Chiefs is, you know, stay away from them. Um, NFC. So I look at the bottom. Um, so Niners eight and seven, and and, and NFC is a little tricky. Niners have the Texans and the Rams. Um. I know. I think they beat Trey Lance. I mean, my fault. I think they beat the Texans today. I know Jimmy G's hurt, and I think they beat the Rams. I think the Rams don't play Week 18. I think they sit everybody down. I think they take a bye early, an early bye, right? In my opinion, if they if they beat the Baltimore, if they beat Baltimore tomorrow, they take an early bye. Whatever happened, happened, right? So I think San Francisco gets in, right? Philly. It's a seven seed. They have Washington and Dallas. Um, I think that they beat Washington. I don't know about that Dallas game because I think Dallas offensively is a little beat up and need to heal. But I think if Dallas beats the Cardinals, I think I can see Dallas sitting their players down too. So I could see Philly getting in maybe. Um, Minnesota, I think Minnesota's about to bottom out. I think I think Minnesota's about to quit on uh I think they're about Cousins. to quit on Zimmer. 
<laughs> cousins and Zimmer. I think I think I think the cousins experiments over. I think they just over Mike Zimmer. I think they're going to catch the Elders who gets the Packers. Pack and, and I think um, you know, they're going to lose to the to the Bears that last game. So I think Minnesota's going to bottom out. Um, I think Atlanta, they're going to lose to the Bills, and I think they're going to lose to the to the Saints. I now. I have a little so here's now here's now here's a sleeper to you. I think New Orleans could could potentially make the playoffs if Dallas plays that last game. New Orleans is going to smoke the Panthers, and they're going to beat the Falcons. So I could see New Orleans getting that seventh seed if Philly loses out. But I think New Orleans will go home early. I don't think the Saints are going to make it. I think the Vikings got a realistic chance to snatch that final spot the Eagles may lose that final spot it's interesting that you believe Aaron Rodgers is going to win today um I don't I don't think that I don't think that the Packers are going to beat the Vikings it's going to be a master class I don't I don't think so it's going to be a master class that's your hate that's your hate talking bro it's going to be a master class they lost the last time Mm mm-hmm I think Kirk Cousins gets up for these games. Kirk I Cousins is Kirk, playing. Kirk Cousins is out. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk got COVID. Oh, COVID Kirk. Unvaxxed, too. No vaccine. Well, well, there you go. Then never mind. Uh, kill all that noise yet. Um, well, yeah, the Vikings are done then. So then realistically, this playoff picture may stay the same. I think the Eagles take care of business against Washington. And what's the what's their last game of the season? The Eagles, Dallas. Dallas. Um, depends on if Dallas is still playing for that for that buy. Obviously, I think Green Bay locks it up because they're they're playing a Kirk Cousinless team. Who's the backup for the Vikings? Um, Kellen Mond and uh some guy Sean Mar Mardizi or something like that. But eh. Listen, Minnesota can still win that game. Dalvin Cook is back. So. Dalvin Cook is back. I don't think so. I think we've I been think saying that's... how Kirk Cousins is is overrated, and Justin Jefferson been saving them. Um, we'll see, man. It remains the Eagles will make the playoffs if they win against Washington, and the Packers win against the Vikings because. If the Packers lock up that home field advantage, I don't think Dallas has anything to play for after that. And they don't play anybody week 18. But if Minnesota wins, Dallas will play to lock up that home field advantage. Okay. Or lock up that first round bye. I don't think Minnesota's going to win at all. Um, who is coming out the NFC? We're, we're doing soft predictions right now. We're, we're We'll, we'll do it again next next podcast. We got Green Bay, Dallas, Rams, Tampa Bay, Arizona, San Fran, uh, maybe Philly. Who is coming out of this? The team to come out of NFC. To me, I think Dallas is the hot team right now, but Dallas cannot run into Tampa Bay or Green Bay. Yes, they can. They cannot run into Tampa Bay. Dallas gave Tampa fits the first week of the season. 
Nobody mm-hmm. like that started Dallas on this path. There's no one mm-hmm. thought that Dallas would be in a game with Tampa. Tampa's not playing so great right now either, and they're missing some pieces. Um, I think I don't Tampa think goes, that, Tampa's going to smoke the Jets, right? And they're sitting everybody out. They're sitting every single soul out against the Panthers, right? Tom's not going to play. They're going to let Mike Evans get healthy. Fournette will be back by then. They'll get a couple of defensive players back by then. I think they're just they're just coasting and then there. I think I think and they're still going to beat the fuck out of the Panthers. Yeah, they're going to beat the shot the Panthers. Right. Nobody's going to fucking play. Um, I think that you know Green Bay is a bad matchup for Dallas. And I think Tampa Bay is a bad matchup for Dallas because Tampa Bay has weapons and they can protect Tom Brady. And, you know, I think Dak could do his numbers, but Dak is kind of on the decline. He, he's, he, he's hitting a bit of a wall. I think that, that that Washington thing was an anomaly. Dak is kind of going the other way a little bit. You know what I mean? He's I going, think Dallas has everything they need for both the Packers and Tampa Bay. Matter of fact, uh, I my pick to come out the NFC is either Dallas or McVay and the Rams. I don't think Tampa or Green Bay makes it to the Super Bowl. I think, ooh, I'm not going to say this with my chest. I'm not going to say this with my chest. I, I don't want to say this. I'm going to, I'm just throwing this out there. It's the last dance for, for, for Nasty for nasty Rogers. I think the Infinity Glove gauntlet is on his hand right now. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the Infinity Stones, right? But I think he's coming out this week. I think he might be coming out this year. He might be coming out. He, he, might, he might come out. He, 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 he might come out. He might be going to bowl. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. If somebody knocked Tom Brady off, you know, he runs somebody, down to Green Bay. Whoever knocks Tom Brady off got more than enough to knock Aaron Rodgers off. No, man. He's Green Bay playing a little different this year, man. So I think Aaron Rodgers coming out of there, man. I think this is the year. I think it's all lining up. I think he, I, I ain't saying he went super. I think he comes out the NFC this year. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of, you know, his moment that, you know, remember, remember when Big Ben had that game against the Card had the game against the Cardinals? Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna have that. I'm gonna walk off into the sunset game. Not not in that sunset game. Maybe I'm leaving the Packer. I'm I'm retiring or I'm going to a new team. But I think he's gonna have that moment. I think that's what I see is brewing, to, in my eyes. Listen, I my hate knows no bounds. So if if your prediction is true, and Aaron Rodgers walks off into the sunset with a Super Bowl win. Credit goes to fucking Matt LaFleur. Yeah. 
That's who I'm giving the credit to. Matt LaFleur gets the credit. Aaron Rodgers is playing the same way Aaron Rodgers has been playing since 2011, right? 2010, 2011. Ain't nothing changed. He's just been consistent for that entire time. And he only won one. The difference is Matt LaFleur. That's fine. It don't matter. You want it. I don't think they're going to do it, but we are going to see because I think this is the year that Rodgers, he, he, he walks out of fight club. I don't think this is um, Dallas's year. I think, I think Dallas, I think Dak is just on the other end. You know what I mean? He just, he's just not playing at a high level right now. I think Dallas defense is, I think Dallas defense is very good, but they get off, they overwhelm certain teams, right? But certain teams, they just don't overwhelm. So like, for instance, um, they'll overwhelm a Washington. They'll overwhelm a Saints, right? They'll overwhelm a Falcons because we can't score a Giants. We play a Raiders, and I can score. I can. I can sit back there and make a couple plays on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. They have a little problems. They they play uh, Chiefs. You know what I mean? They have a little problem when, when Teddy was vibing with the Broncos. Um, you know what I mean? I I think they just have problems with teams that can just really light it up, man. And when they get into the playoffs, they're gonna be dealing with teams that can that that can light it up. So you know, I, I you know, I think their defense is phenomenal, but. You know, they they just bullies, man. I think when you really start getting on it, getting on their head, they kind of fall back a little bit. So, but we will see. Um, man, I don't know how long this pie went. Um, probably a little, a little lengthy, grippy. A little, a little grippy. About an hour and forty-five. Okay. Um, hour and forty-five. That's the, that's what the timer say on mine right here. Okay. Okay. We're gonna try to shorten these up, people. Um. Again, man. Thank y'all for listening. Um. We'll probably be back next week, man. I I I want to see how this playoff thing shape out, man. And um, you know, we'll go from there. Um. Again, man. Appreciate y'all for listening, for listening, man. Happy New Year. <laughs>